Hello and welcome to another episode of Tending the Vine. My name is Camille, I'm from Trellis Counselling and I'm excited to go into the topic of emotions a little bit in a little bit of detail over the next couple episodes, looking more thoroughly at what the Bible says about emotions and what a biblical view of emotions is. Um, I wanted to do this because I have found and continue to find emotions are really confusing. They're really hard to understand, hard to make sense of. Um, they're, they're hard to define, but also hard to understand as, as we experience them. And I really don't think I'm the only one who thinks this. I think there are those of us who can have really big emotions that just overwhelm us or we just find all of our emotions quite overwhelming. We have a bit of a, I suppose, a roller coaster experience when it comes to emotions. And then you also have those who are a lot more, I say balanced, but not even balanced. They're just very steady in their emotional experience. Nothing much really impacts them all too much and they look at emotions as well from you know witnessing people who have such big emotions and they find that really confusing or even um, perhaps looking at emotions and how God commands us to feel emotions and don't know how that sort of marries with their experience with emotions so because of that I want to take some time to suppose pull that apart and look at what that means for us so that's what I will be doing over the next few episodes also looking at what secular psychology or just the world around us sort of tells us about our emotions as well as then looking at what scripture tells us and the biblical response to that Um, so one of the things that makes emotions just really hard to understand is that they're not something we just feel intellectually or feel cognitively. They're not just thoughts that we have, but they're things that we really feel in our bodies. So we, you know, we feel sadness in our cheeks, not just as tears trickle down them, but there. And and we feel anxiety or worry in, in like the tension and the, you know, anxiety might make our heart rate go up or worry or stress makes all of our muscles tight or our shoulders creep up and, you know, we feel pride in, in our, our chest swells or happiness and we just feel really light and bouncy almost. And then, you know, you, you have butterflies in your stomach when you're that little bit nervous or, or when you're feeling dread, it's this big, heavy rock. Like they're all feelings and emotions that are not just something that we know we're feeling in our heads, but they're these feelings in our bodies and there's this interaction between our heads and our our bodies that's going on. And and then we also have the times when we're doing things because of our emotions in our bodies without quite realizing that that's what we're feeling. So I've have adrenaline kicking in with really intense emotions like fear and even um anger or those really really strong emotions and suddenly we're in the you know fight flight fight flight and freeze response of the parasympathetic nervous system you know you just suddenly 
you're just stuck or you're ready into fight and you're doing these things before you even realize that you're feeling that like it just your body takes over or you know on a much smaller level you have um you know when you're when you're happy or excited you might sort of be jumping around a little bit or clapping your hands or those sorts of things and you don't actually realize that you're doing it but your body is responding in that way to that emotion or you know, you're shocked and you open your mouth without any sort of conscious response or your hands there or they're not things that you think through or, you know, when you're embarrassed, you blush and you can't control that um, or, or um, you know, when, when you're ashamed, you try to make yourself really small. Um, these are things that we do in our bodies because our emotions are happening in our bodies as well and it just makes things very confusing. And then... Because we have broken bodies, things get even more confusing when we aren't as well physically. So pain can make us just feel more sad or down or just just dull because we're you know we're experiencing this physical pain all the time. Or um, you know if you have difficulties with your thyroid and an underproduction of thyroid hormones it can also mean that you know you feel more depressed and anxious um, or other hormones going on and they just make your emotions go a little bit wonky or um, if your thyroid no not your thyroid function but if you've got problems with your iron levels or b12 or um, other blood levels and they're quite low you can also be feeling quite depressed and then of course you do have the production of your neurotransmitters in your brain which can be a very significant thing at play when it comes to um, clinical depression and anxiety or bipolar and those sorts of things so these are bodily things that impact our emotions without having a necessary um, experiential component that's causing those emotions so this just makes this body soul body heart interaction just makes emotions so very hard to understand and in response um, psychology has sort of come up with lots of different theories but three different groups of theories about where emotions come from what they're f- what what causes them well, the first one is the physiological theories that emotions are felt in our body and then we have the intellectual response to the feelings in our bodies or it's a neurological, like then just neurological theories. That means it's the connections of neurons in our brains and connections in our brains that then triggers the emotion that then carries over into our bodies or the cognitive theories, which is it's thoughts that we have that trigger our emotions. So they're the three the three different groups of theories, um, and they are trying to explain this connection between our bodies and our hearts in a way without fully understanding the depth that the Bible speaks about, because the Bible really does explain this concept of embodied souls well for us, and there's a lot of theology around that uh, when it comes to our bibles and when you are looking into more biblical counseling related theology there's a lot that talks about what it means to be an embodied soul and it doesn't look at 
this it's as as something linear like it's first in our bodies and then elsewhere or it's first in our thoughts and then it all comes from our thoughts and but it's this interaction where it's they feed each other and feed each other in so many different ways um and gives us a lot more I suppose space for understanding how emotions work in a godly way because everything is feeding into each other um there is you know there is a physical and an emotional and a spiritual and a social and a mental and all these other parts that are all influencing each other and I think it's a very simple human thing that we we want to keep all of those things separate we want to have these neatly ordered boxes where you know, physical and then emotional and spirituals over here and and as we sort of as we approach different things we take the box out and we're like okay now I'm at church so I've got the spiritual box and this is what I'm busy with or it's time for me to go do some exercise so I, you know not that we take the boxes out but that's how we liked we like it to be neatly and organized in boxes but the thing is it's not like that at all um the way I see it is it's a little bit like this ball of string um where there's all these different colored pieces of string in this big ball so you have them all sort of linked together and all pushing and pulling on each other and influencing each other um so say you you have a a broken bone or something something that happens to you physically so you're in pain you're not very comfortable um, so that's the physical part of things. But then that being, say, on your physical string, you then have the – you're in pain, so you feel a little bit more frustrated, a little bit more angry because you just, you're just – you're just more irritable because you're not comfortable. And then that's, that's the emotional string. So that's pulling on the emotional string. Um, and then – you have those emotions and those frustrations that you're bringing before God in a godly way or an ungodly way. So then there's a spiritual element which pulls on that. But then as well, you have a bit of a social element because you're in pain, you're sore and doing things is hard. So you don't feel like going out. But then because you don't feel like going out, you also feel a little bit more down. So it's an emotional thing again. Um, And then you might also just, because you're not spending time with people, it may be then that you get more stuck in your head. So then your thoughts are sort of going in circles or your thoughts are triggering more emotions. And so all of these different strings are all pulling on each other. Um, Sometimes for good and sometimes for bad. And I mean, that's just talking about one thing that has happened which is a broken bone so you're in pain but then we don't live our lives in isolation of that there's so many other things so then you have other things that are happening in your life at the same time or more people that are in there or different things and this just shows it it shows such a, a beautiful complexity of who we are as people and a beautiful complexity of what it means to live before God as an embodied soul and it's not easy to understand but it's just a I think it's still so beautiful reflection of the complexity of what it means to be an image bearer of God um, and that's not something we can 
defined neatly or easy to understand or anything like that. So now going back to emotions and emotions are connected to all of those different things. Um, Now emotions aren't necessarily a reflection of the thoughts that we have or the neurological processes in our brain. But um, there's Alistair Groves who from CCEF, he has said that emotions are the overflow of our love. They're a reflection of our love and our cares and the things that are going on in our hearts. And that is the right loves and the wrong loves. Now, I... Could you pass me my Bible? want to share with you from... Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21, where Jesus is saying, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So this is really showing how it's where our treasures are, where where the things that we value, there our heart will be. So our heart and or our emotions will reflect where our treasures are, where our cares and our concerns and the things we love are. We're going to feel emotions about those things. And Jesus goes on to say what we should do with to cultivate good godly treasures or good godly values so that we have good godly emotions he is saying the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light is in you is darkness how great the darkness no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man, money. So it's really saying here that we need to focus on who God is and need to worship God. And I suppose another way to look at treasures or the things that we care about or our loves is also to look at it in the sense of worship. Um, and this also comes into which we spoke about in our last episode, and I think is a theme that we'll speak about a lot, is bearing the image of God and to bear the image of God well and to reflect God's emotions well, because that's what we're also created to do, is to soak up that image, to spend time focusing on who God is and to spend time thinking about his loves and his cares and thinking about what God values and God deeply cares for his world and he deeply cares for his glory and he wants us to also care for his world and to care for his glory and more and more he wants us to to hate what is evil and cling to what is good and as we continue to grow as children of God he restores us in a way that we are able to do that he restores us and our emotions in a in a good godly way he, you know, those cares and concerns more and more grow to reflect what is good and they more and more grow to reflect 
what is what is holy and 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 is for God's glory and this is something that will be different for all of us because we all have different cares we all have different concerns and they are all working together but God is still restoring all of that for each and every one of us in a way that will reflect his glory and his honor um and you know as we continue to worship God more and more this is how everything will come in order and more and more we will learn to instead of our emotions showing us how we are not loving God and how we are not loving our neighbor we will be it will be reordered in a way for us to grow in loving God with our whole heart and soul and mind completely loving God and also loving our neighbor in the way that we are come we are commanded to and through that we we then have emotional responses that fit into our love for God and our love for our neighbor and our emotions also will reflect um reflect where to us where things are out of line and we can then bring that before God and he he working in working in us will reorder that and re reframe that so that it is right um and emotions are are not just because emotions are an experiential thing and they are something they and they are a reflection of our worship they're also something that really brings us to worship so much more so that our emotions they are a gift from god that makes our worship for him and when it's when our emotions are out of line our emotions for our idols um but it it makes that worship of god or where it, yeah our idols come alive um if we think about it you know what singing in church and singing the psalms and the difference that happens to the congregational singing when you have a musician who is more in tune and aware of and has paid careful attention to the emotions in the psalm or the hymn and they're bringing that out everyone as they're singing they reach that little bit deeper into their hearts and sing that a little bit more strongly for god because it's the music is connecting to their emotions and then they worship god that little bit more wholesomely um and that it's just one example of how our emotions lead us to worship and they they make our worship come alive and it's the same with other emotions and when we are feeling these reflections not just of our love for god but of those right loves for other things that god has given us and the thankfulness that we have for those things that god has given us um, and they direct us to worshiping god and thanking god and praising him for the things that he's given us um, that is again is our emotions are making that worship come alive, and that is just the, the really beautiful gift of this complex, hard to understand, but this still amazing gift that we have from God, which is our emotions. Um, and that is it for today. Um, in our next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about 
more common ways of working with our emotions and also talk some more about what God commands us to do with our emotions so that we can grow in worshipping him.